man, it's, it's a real privilege just to, to be able to, to, to know each and every one of you actually in this room as well, and that we, we have the, the opportunity to do community with you and to build community and to build God's kingdom with each and every one of you. Some of you guys are, are new. We're still getting to know you and trusting that we will be able to, to just do that into the, the days and weeks to come. But, man, I, I really, uh, whenever I, I look at what God has done here in the last year and a half of just us being here and what he's done in our lives, um, and what is, you know, that, that for me is amazing as well. And, and I truly am grateful for that. Um, and also, I mean, we, you know, just some of the guys, we've been having dinners and they're going, man, what God has done. I mean, we met as a community group on, on Wednesday night. The guys in Glentana um, started the community out there again. And woohoo! <laughs> so, so just so encouraged to just hear the stories. We, we each one, each couple just shared a little 15, 10, 15 minutes about where they come from, who they are. And just hearing about how they're... they're their joining into Josh Jen has just been amazing. And I'm like, yes, thank you, Jesus. And, and, and it's, not a, you know, it's not so much about Josh Jen, but in a sense it is. You know what I'm saying? Because I know a guy saying, oh, Josh Jen, you know, you're always with Josh Jen, Josh Jen, Josh Jen. But I, I really believe that God has called us as a people to be a church that models something differently into our society, into the world. And not because we've achieved enlightenment, you know, we have, it's not like we've been sitting meditating and achieved enlightenment. No, because I think God has revealed something through, through men, through, through, through His Spirit, through His Word, and, and revealed it to men of just a hunger and a thirst for more of, of what He's calling us to. And, and it really excites me. And, and I know for some of us sitting here, man, we've heard, we've heard that, and that's, and, and I, I, this last week, I couldn't get away from the, 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 what Russell really shared about last week. Um, if you guys remember what he spoke about, he actually spoke about being a model church. And if, if you got that part of it uh, out of it, um, and he was sharing along the lines of a model church. And I know some of the guys spoke about it in community this week as well. And I just, I just couldn't shake what it means to be a model church. And then I was having coffee with someone, and I, and I was, he was like, we were, I was sharing a little bit with him, and he said something interest, interesting to me, and it caught me off guard at first, but then I suddenly realized, I said, no, he didn't get what I said, because I said, yeah, like God has called us to be a model church, and he said, yeah, but we mustn't get caught up on the model, we must get focused on, you know, no, 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 the model, as, not the model, but a model, it's a difference. The model sometimes speaks about the, the how, you know, the the doings and the, the, the structures, and like, like we do church this way and that way, but being a model and, and if you remember, Russell shared last week that thing about a, 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 pers- um, a, a, a model who, who puts on clothes and walks down the ramp, and, and ultimately they are modeling those clothes for us to view and to look at, not so much the person, and, and that's and so they can sell those clothes. That's why they, they have models, to sell clothes kind of thing. And, and, and I was really just thinking about that, and in a sense, we have um, this opportunity as believers as the church uh, to, to really reflect the character of God, to reflect his character. I know, why were we created? Why were we as, why was man created? And we, we see in Genesis that man was made in the image of God. But I believe that that's more than just the individual. That is the church collectively. It talks about us. The body of Christ are made in His image to reflect His image to a world that desperately needs Him. 
desperately needs him. And, and that's why we've got to get it right. And I tell you, I'm meeting more and more uh, people who have been hurt by the church. I'm meeting more and more people who have got disillusioned and discouraged by models and by structures and by church patterns and things and just going, man, there's more, there's more, there's more. And, and you know, we could, we could sit, and, and I think it's a, a, a discussion and, a, and something we could talk about for many, many hours about church and, you know, how it works. But I honestly believe that Scripture gives us, um, and, and I'm, I'm really just going to cover three things because there are a lot of things, but I just want to look at three very simple things this morning of what a model church should look like, or what marks a model church. And we'll look through that in Scripture together. But I want to read, before I, 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 we look into the Scriptures, I just want to read a, a phrase that a gentleman by the name of Steve Lawson uh, wrote. He's an author and a, a Baptist minister from the States. And I often, I must be honest, I quite enjoy some of those Baptist preachers in the States. They, they're quite fiery. They're hardcore um, they, they, they have a passion for Jesus. They, they, they love the Word of God. And, and he, he says here, man can build a booming church, but only God can build a biblical church. A man-built church seeks to accomplish man's goals using man's means and strives, whether consciously or not, for man's glory. A God-built church has the Spirit of God as its energy, the Word of God as its most precious jewel, and the glory of God as its supreme goal. A God-driven church is one built by God Himself, and thus is not a corporation, but a congregation. Not a business, but a body. Not a factory, but a family. In such a church, God is working primarily not through hyped events, programs, entertainment, or even strategically designed plans per se, but through His Word and by His Holy Spirit in the converted, changed lives of His people. Let us never forget that God anoints people, not plans. Sure. Not buildings or some performances, sorry, let us not forget, God anoints people, not plans. He indwells believers, not buildings. He fills preachers, not performances. Not the plans, buildings, or some performances and confidence. They are spiritual cul-de-sacs leading nowhere, a cheap substitute for the real presence and supernatural power of God among his people. That's quite powerful, eh? And this is, this is, I mean, this is in America, I know, and, but I'm listening, and, and I'm going, God, what are you calling us to as a people? What are you calling us to as a church? And, 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 and I think that is the question that beats on our hearts. And, and what are you asking us to model? What are you asking us to, how are you asking us to have a difference into our society? It's not going to be by our programs. It's not going to be by our entertainment. It's not going to be by our incredible kids ministry or our, our fantastic sound system. It's not going to be through that. It's going to be a work of the Holy Spirit 
And it's going to come through people who follow hard after God. People that are solely devoted to Him. Not devoted to plans or programs or anything like that, but people that are devoted to Him. That we reflect His character. I think just, just, just meditate on that for a moment. And, and I know often we hear the word meditate and think, oh, that's all weird. No. You know, that, you know what the difference between uh, Eastern meditation and Christian meditation is? Just I learned this the other day. That Eastern meditation causes us to empty our minds and our thoughts and just go blank. Where meditation on the Word of God is to fill us. Isn't that beautiful? We're supposed to fill, meditate on the Word so it fills us, it renews us, it, it, it causes us to really consider God. So if ever you get, I was always stumped, like what is the difference between, that's the difference. So meditate on this, that we as the church are called to reflect the character of God, the very character of God. And this morning I felt, and, and you know, I, I trust that, that as, as I preach, and, and why don't I just pray, Lord God, I pray that as we, we share around these, these three Maybe simple, but just, just so powerful points, Lord God. I pray that we as your body would, would see that which it is you're calling us to. That which it is that you're asking of us right now for this time in George. So come Holy Spirit, we, we ask that in Jesus' name. So there, there's really, I, I was looking through scripture and, and, I, and, I, and I was just meditating on this and thinking, okay, well, what are the three marks? And, and there are many, but there are three for me, me uh, key things that we, we need to f- really look at because they, if we get them right as individuals, I think, and as, as, as people, it, it sort of has a knock-on effect into those around us. And they would be, the first one would be holiness. The second one would be unity. And the third one would be love. And I just, I was just really just thinking about those three things. Unity, well, holiness, unity and love and if we can look at those three characters and they are the characters of God and if we can just just think about it and go man do I do I live a lifestyle of holiness do I live a a lifestyle of, of of unity and do I love my brother I think we will start to model something of we will start to be a model church we will start to just be that, that, that really marks that which is on the Father's heart for His people. And, and, and it starts, let's look at holiness first. And, um, well, we can turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. And Bex is ready. And it says, okay, we need to firstly be imitators of God. I mean, that's, how, how, do, we, how do we do this? How are we holy? How, how do we stay unified? How do we love one another? Well, for me, I just see in scripture that we need to be imitators of God. Imitators of God as beloved children. And isn't that, it's quite a a beautiful line there in the sense that our children, often they imitate us. I was watching uh, Rudolph's youngest year this morning. Man, she was so, uh, he he or she, sorry, I've got gone blank again. (laughs) It's a he, yes, I, I, I didn't know that. I was like, it's a boy, it's not a girl. It's, um, he was so cute, the way he was lifting his hands. And How old is he? One and a half. And here he is, he's got his hands, and he's worshiping. And it just caught my eye, and I was, man, 
It was so adorable. But here he's imitating probably his brothers and sisters. He's watched them, his mom and dad, and us. He's watching us. And he says, hey, these guys are doing it. This is how we've got to do it. <laughs> and isn't that beautiful? I think it's Jesus says, beloved children. And he was emphasizing that because really children imitate parents. Uh, well, I'm sure some of us have noticed that before, like they have these idiosyncrasies that are similar to us, and it's because they're imitating us. They, you know, Noah is as loud as me, and I'm sure, <laughs> louder, actually. Um, you know, he, he, he's imi- he doesn't purposely imitate me. I mean, it's not his mission to imitate Dad, but it's just because he's mine. He's my boy, and he carries, he carries something of his dad's genes in him, so... I mean, we, we see that in our children. And, and I think that is what the Father was saying here. He says, be imitators of me, beloved children. Be imitators of me. And, and that's, the, that's, I think, that first thing for me. Just We need to be imitators of God. And in imitating Him, we will be holy as He is holy. Let's have a look at, at uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 14. As obedient children... Do not be conformed to the passions. I have given you the right one. Is that right? Okay. Uh, of your, is there more, Bex? Did I just give you? Sorry, uh, probably a bit more than that. Let's turn there quickly. I'll just, I'll just turn my Bible. Can you give me first 15, Bex? <laughs> as well. But as he who called you, who... Sorry, but as he who called you is holy. Let's take 14 and 15 together. Can we have the two, the two lines there together? As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy. You also be holy in all your conduct. Imitate the Father. He is holy. He's calling us to be holy, and it's an obedience it's an obedience. It's a step of obedience, obeying His Word. And, and I know that this might be a very simple message in a sense, but it's a, it's, it's a, it's a very powerful message because I think if we can get these things, and so often we, we try and get philosophical and deep, and actually sometimes it's just the simple truth that we just need to stick to. Just the basics, guys. Be holy as I am holy. Be holy as I am holy. And, and I, I must be, you know, holiness, what, what holiness speaks of, it means us dealing with sin. In our lives. And, and I loved just last week with, with Lorette coming and just standing before us as a family and saying, guys, you know, I've messed up. I, I've, I've messed up. I've made a mistake. I'm sorry. I've, I've offended some of you through, through the way I've been speaking. And, 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 I'm, and I'm sorry. And today I'm repenting before God. And uh, that, that for me is someone who is serious about dealing with sin. And, and we should all be like that. Not all of us have to get up and stand in front of everyone. But we should be serious about dealing with the sin in our lives. Serious about dealing with the sin in our lives. We, we shouldn't be those that are caught up in deception and in lies and in, and in, and in hiding things from one another. It's, 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 it's holiness, holy, a holy lifestyle. It's, 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 it's what he's calling us to. And it's when we, we walk in that and, we, and, and we, we can reflect him better and people look at us suddenly and go, actually, hang on a sec. There's a church that reflects the glory of God. There's a people that reflect the glory of God. Because we, we, we're serious about dealing. I mean, just without going into too much detail, we, we had to deal with some stuff as a family yesterday. <laughs> and it was, it was just one of those moments where we had to confront sin. There was, we just got to confront it. And we go, no, so far and no further. I mean, how many times as you as parents have to sit down with your kids and have moments where you go, guys, we need to deal with something. 
Like, uh, you know, often with Noah and Bex and Christy, we're having to just sit down as a family. And I know he's not shaking his head, Dad, don't embarrass me. But I, <laughs> I'm not embarrassing you, my boy. But this is a reality. We're family. We need to know that, that sometimes as parents, we need to sit down with one another and sit down with our kids and say, guys, you're not truly reflecting our values as a family, what it is you're doing. And, and as parents, th- that's part of that's part of parenting it's part of being a family and so so we have to reflect it in, in our own in our own lives we, we call to be holy and, and we need to be quick to deal with sin when something crops up and something arises we need to be quick to confess our sins because God is just and merciful to forgive us he is just and merciful to forgive us he is loving he is kind and and and, and the, like you know when I said to Lorette when we chat with, chatted to you with the week I said you know what you've confessed it's in the clear it's, it's forgiven it's over we move on we, we, we don't, we remember it no more. In, in 2 Corinthians, it talks about the brother that comes back and it says, you deal with him as if he never sinned. You deal with him as if he never sinned. That is the beauty and the wonder of grace is that it wipes the slate clean and we can move on into the new. So we don't need to be embarrassed. I know like, oh, I'm so embarrassed about, no, we move on. We confront that, which causes us to be actually, and, and he's coming for a pure and spotless bride. That's what, when he says he's coming, for, he's coming for us who are holy, people who, who are really just longing to, to, to model this thing of holiness to those around. And to be honest, we're surrounded by people who don't care, hey? I mean, we, we're surrounded by society that, that doesn't matter. You know, you, I mean, I was even shocked the, the, this week just we were watching something on, on, on TV. We were watching a, I can't remember what we were watching, America's Got Talent. And there were some adverts in between. And, and, and the, the advert was blatantly, well, it wasn't blatantly promoting it, but there was a homosexual couple promoting the product. This is our norm. This is what we're faced with today, guys. Sin, the world that is just watering down and going, guys, are we going to stand for holiness as a church? We're not going to compromise on the word of God. And I think you hear of churches that are compromising. Even yesterday, someone posted something on Facebook, a friend of mine, and they posted somebody saying, and, and, it, and it was this, this, um, this, this lady, it was a bishop, but she had a collar on and everything, and she had tattoos on her arms, and, and it was a, a saying she made, and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. So I clicked on it and didn't really like what she had to say. And then I went and Googled this lady and, and started just finding what it is, and she's, she leads a church in America, and is totally LGBT driven. I was like, this is, it's a, I think it was a Lutheran church or something like, I can't remember. But like, here's this, here's the church of Jesus Christ being watered down. And I was like, what? Like, yeah, like and, and yeah, actually, I didn't want to do it on Facebook because I hate doing things publicly. I'd rather get hold of the individual and said, seriously, you're promoting, you, do you realize what you're promoting here? What you liking and sharing, you know? Some, do, have you actually gone and read? So, so I'd be, I'd encourage you guys, don't just like and share everything. Go, go do a bit of research. Go find out who the person is and what their, their background is or what they stand for. Because some people might say good things, but actually their, their, their background's a little bit dodgy. <laughs> Holiness. Holiness. I, I, I wrote down, and I know it's like zero tolerance. <laughs> zero tolerance for sin. <laughs> no, we, sh- we should be like that. We should have a zero tolerance for sin. And, 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 I think when we, when, we, when we just accept sin, and, and I know it's, 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 sometimes it's, it's uncomfortable. 
It is uncomfortable to accept sin. And, and, and uh, we, we, we've heard stories before of guys that have just allowed this to, the slippery slide of just compromise in. And before you know it, it's just, it's just a, it's, it's nothing, nothing that stands out. It's just like the rest of the world going there. God has called us to holiness, each and every one of us. It's got to start here. It's got to start here. And as a body, let us reflect holiness to the world. Unity. Unity as a body. I mean, that, that is something. I mean, how, how many of us, I mean, to expect, uh, to expect us all to be on the same page. It's, no, it's not an expectation of us all to be on the same page. But unity speaks about us all having a, a similar heart, a similar mind, and a similar purpose as we, as we see it in, 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 in Scripture. We see the Scripture. I think it's, um, it's 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 10. And I appeal, to, uh, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree. And he was. You all need to be agreeing here, but not on just like whether we put the toilet paper this way or that way. He wasn't talking. He was talking about bigger things here, right? That there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. And he was talking more about the scriptures and about how we see and understand the gospel, that we all have the same understanding of what it is that we've been called to. You know, I, I, it's, I think it, it's, a, it's a big ask for us all to always agree on everything, hey? I mean, even in a family. I mean, Nikki and I sometimes disagree on things, but we discuss it, and then we find the road. Even with the kids, like Noah and I, sometimes we don't, we don't always agree on everything, but yet we sit, we have a conversation, I, I hear his point of view, I hear where he's going, he hears my point of view, I show him the wisdom or the lack thereof, and he says, oh, but dad, and then we... And I say, I hear you, boy, okay? And we find a road and we go forward together, but then we're on the same page. We're, we're of one heart. We see our hearts have been knit together in that moment. We have a, a time of conversation. You know, I hear him. He hears me. Our hearts have been knitted, one heart, one mind. Then we start to think alike. Okay, Dad, I get where you're going. And then we go together, the purpose. And that's when that scripture talks about one heart, one mind, one purpose. I think that, you know, when we, we knit hearts, when we, we knit hearts relationally, and I, and I love that's what some guys have said to me, man, we just, we just want you to get to know us. And we do, our hearts are to get to know one another. Because in our hearts being knitted, we can then think similarly and we can talk similar concepts in the mind and understanding and, you know, maybe theology and discuss, hey, like John and I will have a discussion, whatever. But because our hearts are knitted, there's no like, you're wrong, I'm right, or I'm right, you're wrong. Let me hear you. I want to understand you. Okay, I see things differently. Let me see things your way. I see, okay, now we can go forward together. And then, like, John, no, I think, man, I'm just using him as an example, not a real situation here. I think, John, you're seeing it because of that bent, or that, that's because of how you've, you've, been, you've been taught, or maybe, can you see it from my angle? And, oh, okay, well, let's go chat to someone else. And, and we, we get to a place where we both start to think similarly, and in that, now we can go forward as, as, as a team and as a church because we, we're in agreement, all right? Sometimes even in a disagreement, how can we go forward? Well, sometimes it calls for us to submit one to another. That even in a disagreement, man, I don't see it your way necessarily. But you know what? I trust you. You're the leader and we're going with you. Uh, some people say, what do you mean? Like, so the leader's going to, no, we're never going to ask you to do anything that is out of Scripture. Um, we, we might, when I, let, me, let me clarify that because I know I'll get caught up with that one. 
<laughs> we might ask you to do some things that are not in the Bible, but they're not sin. So um, a classic example, and I had the discussion with someone, this, uh, like, why do we make people sign a membership form? Because that's not in the Bible. But a number of things that we do, we don't, that are not in the Bible, but it's, it's within the bounds of good governance and, and our leadership structure. Does that make sense? So when we say we won't ask you, I'll never ask you to go and steal money. To, to, I'll never go and ask you to, to go and smokle the tax man. I'll never ask for, uh, you know, to, I'll never ask you to do something dodgy that'll be a sinful action. Um, and, and sometimes I think that even goes with, I mean, I'm just thinking of times in leadership. We, we've seen guys with difference of opinions um, come on the same, go forward, even in the difference of opinion, and go, you know what, it's okay to, for us to have a difference of opinion, but we have hearts, we're building God's kingdom, it's not a, it's not a black or white, it's not like a, what's, what's, what's the word, um, it's not a deal breaker, it's not one of those things that's just going to cause me to lose my salvation, it's just a difference of style, a difference of, of way of doing things, but in that, you've got my heart, we're building God's kingdom. We're going to do, we've got the same purpose together. Does it make sense? I, you know, I, I love that uh, we look throughout scripture. The thing of unity comes through quite a lot. I mean, Jesus prayed, prayed it in, in, in the book of John, chapter 17. He, he prayed in the, in the garden, I think it was, where he, where he said, Lord, let them be one as we are one. Let them be one as we are one. And it's, 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 it's so on his heart, and I, I'm always also even reminded of the, the story in Genesis. And I don't know if you've ever seen this, but let's, we can look at how unity was a big thing even way back then, and we can turn to Genesis chapter 11. Okay, Bex is on it, thanks. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And here we the, the story of the Tower of Babel when they built Babel. And here is uh, God like looking down at his people and, and uh, you can imagine he's, he's, he's having a conversation <laughs> with the angels and, and it's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit kind of thing. Having a, look at these people. Look at, look, at, look at these people. Look what they can achieve when they put their mind to it. So the, we see a unity and, and part of Part of what that story is that obviously giving them the languages and spreading them out across the nations. But here we go. He says, look, behold, they are one people, one heart, one mind, one purpose. They were building a building and they were going for it. So unity is something we see through scripture. And I, and I, and I really would encourage you for, you know, the thing of getting to know your leaders, getting to know us as a family, not only the leaders, but the saints, you know, the, the guys that have been around for, for a while in Josh Jen, and having these times of fellowship where, where we get to hear the stories and hear the journey, and we go, ah, that's what the guys are about. One heart, one mind, one purpose. I think people out there are looking at church, scrutinizing the church, going, what is it about? Man, they're supposed, to, I mean, Christians have always got a label, okay? Christians have always got a label, and people are looking at us, trying to find holes and poke holes at us because ah they say they're christian but see that's what those christians are like when 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 i think people out there see christians divided against each other and fighting and infighting within a movement they go seriously why must i follow that why must i build after that 
what's the point of giving my life to Jesus? Because if that's what it's going to look like. And that's a sad reality. Is the, 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 that does happen. And I think Jesus wants us to be united. And some of you might say, but, oh, but how does that affect the, the body of Christ? Because we're all the body of Christ. Well, that, that's even the challenge in it as well, is the body of Christ universally is so divided on so many things. I mean, you've got people on this side of the scale preaching one thing, and others preaching there, and others preaching there. How does it work? Well, I tell you what, all I can vouch for is what God has called us for here. Because I, I can't give an account for the church down the road. Or that, that I, can, I can give an account for what God has asked us to build. And that's why I'm saying we're part of his body. We're an expression. We're a household within his body. And man, oh man, I want this body to look like he wants it to look. I want to do everything I can. And with you guys, I mean, building with the Holy Spirit to just be attractive and a, and a, and a sweet-smelling fragrance to those around that They look at that and they say, those people there, at that, man, they love Jesus. Those guys there, they love Jesus. There's something different about that. I know, you know, I hear stories and, and where, where guys go, oh, there's, there's politics in church. Have you heard, you know, and it's like, I, I, like that breaks my heart when I hear that even from within ourselves that people would, would, would think that maybe, yeah, there's stuff going on that we're not aware of or like, you know, like seriously, it breaks my heart because we're as a body supposed to be reflecting Jesus. And again, if, that, if, if those are circumstances or are situations within us, I'm praying, Jesus, bring it into the light. Expose it, that we can deal with that stuff. And I, and I think that, that was a bit of what happened last week. There was stuff going down. We weren't aware of it. Comes into the light, brings it out. There it is. Deal with it. Now we can go forward. And there's freedom. There's revelation. And there's healing. And there's restoration. And suddenly, the, the brass gets polished up a little bit. We start to shine a little bit more like Jesus, hey? And I think the third and, and final point, and probably the most important one, it definitely is the most important one, is that of loving one another. Loving one another. Do we really genuinely love one another? I think it's, uh, I was uh, saying to the guys in Oatsun, and, and, and Martin said, oh, that was a, it was a tough word, that one. <laughs> but the thing of, if we really love one another, we will not only say we love one another, but we will demonstrate our love one to another. Uh, I think Jesus, uh, you know, he, 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 that's, that's the theme that comes through his life, was this love, a new commandment I give unto you, is to love your brother. Love the Lord your God. That was the first. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your enemy. As you love your, love your neighbor, sorry. Well, no, it's other. Love your neighbor, love your enemy. You must, we must love one another. We must love one another. And I know that sometimes it's, it's, it's easier said than done when someone really irritates you. I mean, the, again, I'm, I'm using my family as an example because we are, like, even with our kids, for them to, <laughs> to, to, to love one another. They've got to work at that, loving one another. Brothers and sisters, that sibling rivalry that happens and, and the, the jostling and that, that happens. We've really got to, we've got to work at it. We've got to work at it. Just, just think for a moment of, 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 of a situation or a person that, that really, really irritates you and, and how you've got to work a little bit harder to love them. Maybe there's a circumstance or a situation in your family or 
where it is. And I know some of us have, have, have brothers or sisters that we might not even speak to, or, or uh, in-laws or outlaws or whatever you want to call it kind of thing. <laughs> and and, and there's, been a, there's, been a, there's been a breaking or a tearing in relationship. It, it, it breaks our hearts when, when that happens. And th- this is a reality because we live, it, it, we live with that around us. And I, but the heart of the Father is for there to be restoration. And sometimes, I also got to just clarify that sometimes loving someone doesn't necessarily mean you have to like them. Okay. Doesn't mean you necessarily have to be their best friend. Because I think sometimes, okay, I've got to love them. Now I've got to go and I've got to do all this. No. Loving them is by, by praying for them. Loving them means actually thinking and believing the best in them. Not actually sitting in, your, sitting in your room and harboring unforgiveness and stuff towards them because they've offended you. Loving them goes, Lord Jesus, this has happened, but I trust you and I choose to love them. Love is a choice. Love is a choice. It's not an emotion. I know guys, like I feel in love. No, no, no. Love is, an emo- love is a choice. We choose to love one another. We choose to, to love those family members, those friends that have hurt us. We choose to, to, to reach out about, out of our own circumstances to those around us it it is a choice and in that we reflect the love of the father that's it's a simple i know it's like again i think it's easier said than done i mean i how many of us struggle with these things i I know i certainly do and why am i alone i'm alone okay (laughs) okay maybe i'm just preaching to myself this morning thank you henry honest man there kind of thing yeah we've got to be honest about these things guys that 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 being a, doing these things and being these people that God has called us to be, it's not always easy. It's not always easy, but it's for His glory so that we would better reflect Him, that we would just be of a place where He is glorified in and through us. That, and that, again, getting to that thing of why has He asked us to be a, to be a church that models Him and, and represents Him well to a world that is lost and dying that we have short accounts with one another, that we're able to keep things in, in, in openness and in transparency, that we can just, that, like, you know, there's, there's nothing, nothing hidden, nothing in darkness. And in that, He is glorified. In that, He is lifted up. He is magnified. And people go, man, that's a church. That's a church that I want to be part of. That's a church I want to be part of. Those are the people I want to belong to because they truly reflect the glory and the wonder and the splendor of Jesus. Not because of our, um, our, us doing good work out there. I mean, that's part of it. But I think these are things that, it, that actually affect the heart. Because if we get these things right, and, and I think people are, are more interested in, in, in the heart than all the frills on the outside. They, 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 you know, we, we all want reality. Hey? We all want a real, someone who's really going to listen to us. We all want someone that's really going to, going to be concerned and pray for us. We, we're, not, you know, we're not interested in all the frills and things like that. We, we want something serious. We, we, uh, we want community. We, we, we're desperate. I think we, we're, we're surrounded in an in in environment today and in a culture today where people are desperate for authenticity. They're desperate for something real. And we have an opportunity to do it. We, together, not just the elders, but we as a community of faith can do it together, that we can have an impact, that when we do get onto the streets and we're evangelizing, we do go into the hospitals or the schools or where we do, that we don't just come there because we know 
it all up here. It's because we're actually living it and that we can take people out of their position and bring them into a place of safety and say, you know what, this is what I've experienced. Um, you know, this is what I'm part of. Why don't you come and join me? I want, you know, that, that sense of, I know it's, but, but that sense of, I'm, I'm so stoked to be part of this. The good old surfer lingo. I'm proud to be part of this family that if I meet someone, I want them to come here because it's exciting here. I don't want them to go down the road. I want them to come here because this is where it's happening. And not because I'm leading it. It's because I'm in relationship with each and every one of you and I see how you guys love me and how you love one another. And there's that, that for me is where it's at. You know, we've got to have that, you know, we're out there and we, Get someone saved and we're embarrassed about, no, don't come to my home because there's no food in the cupboard kind of thing. No, there's food in the cupboard here. We're going to invite those because there's food in the cupboard. There's, there's treasures, there's stuff here that they can enjoy with us. Eh? And that's what God's calling us, to be a church that truly models uh, and New Testament Christianity. And then guys, oh, that's the buzzword, New Testament Christianity. No, but our, my heart and my dream, my vision is that we would be a people. And that's what we're working towards. I don't think we're necessarily there. But if we can apply these things and we can go for it, man, oh man, watch out, George. Watch out. Watch out those people that are coming in. And, and it's, it's, it's not about numbers. We're not here to, you know, I'm not, this is not a, my, Chad's not driving this thing. Seriously. I'm not driving this thing. Because I have no, sometimes I think I don't have a cooking clue what I'm doing. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> in, my, in my own flesh, I really, I, I often have moments where I say, Jesus, why me? Why did you ask me to do this again? And he says, I'm not, I asked you just to be my vessel. Because actually you're not doing it, I'm doing it. You're not doing it, Chad. Bob's not doing it. Benny's not doing it. The great coffee machine that we've got is not going to do it either. But Jesus is going to do it. You, the saints, the way you love one another, the way you have one another in your homes. And I want to encourage you guys in that. How do we show love? And I'm going to put out a challenge to you guys over the next few weeks. Of to, to go to someone that you have not met within the life of this congregation and have them in your home for a meal. I know we sometimes forget about that. And you say, oh, I like... Come on, can, can, can we do that? Can we stretch ourselves here? Who's, who's in? Are we in? Are we in? Come on, I know. <laughs> Come on, you're in, Vic. Have someone in your home. Arthur, have someone in your home. Invite them. Maybe a cup of coffee or a meal. Get to know someone. I, I, I so loved what we did on Wednesday night in community. We, we shared a meal, and there were three, three new couples kind of thing. And, look, and like no one knew each other. I like, oh, I haven't met you before. Oh, my word, I actually hadn't kind of thing. And, and we shared stories and we shared life. And, and in that, our hearts get knitted together. In that, we, 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 we start to get momentum as a body because we, we're loving on one another. We're loving on one another. And in that love for one another, our hearts are knitted. We have the same mind. We, we're unified. We have the same purpose. And in that as well, when, when sin comes up and things, we, we're quick to deal with it. And we stay holy. And we stay true to the mark that Jesus has called us. And in that, man... Watch, watch how people's lives will be transformed. Not watch how we will grow. Watch how people's lives will be transformed because they see an authentic people who love Jesus. Amen, amen. Guys, I trust that we would, let's just close our eyes. Father God, I thank you for this word. Something yet just so basic and simple, but something that, man, I can't can't run away from. I, I I don't like getting 
too stuck on too, too complicated a, a, a thing, but just the simple basics of what it is you've called us to as your body, as your people, Lord. Father God, that you have, you, you have given us so much, and we are so grateful. And, and I just even think of the, the, the journey that, that we as a family have, have been on over the last years in, 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 in being surrounded by people who, who want to live this thing out, Lord. And even for, for us, it's been such a, a comfort and a support. And, and man, we, we've, we've just fallen more in love with you, Jesus. And we've, we've seen you glorified. And we've seen people come to salvation. We've seen broken lives being transformed. And, and Lord, this morning, even as we take these three simple things into our hearts, and we would be a people that love one another. We would be a people that, that not only just say it in word, but in action, that we would, we would live and we would be, we, our cupboards would be open to, to people. Our, our, the, the, the pantry would be open to, to those around us. That, Lord God, you would be glorified in and through that. Lord, as we are people who are of one heart, one mind, one purpose, and where we deal quickly with sin, Lord Jesus, that it would be such an example to those around us of the goodness and the faithfulness of our God. We love you, Jesus. We love you with all our hearts. And just in this place, just before we, we close and, and we go into time, I want Martinez and Stefani. Come stand, Martins, Martinez. Martins and Stefani, I want you guys to come stand here next to me because they weren't with us last week and we brought in a couple of new members. <laughs> and these guys are also coming into membership as well. And, and even as God is knitting our hearts together, he has. He's knitting, he, they really has. We've spent time with them. We've, we've gotten to know each other. We, 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 some of the hurts and the pains and some of the joys and the laughter. We've, and some of you guys as well. And there's been a knitting of hearts. And it's been wonderful. It's been great to, to know. And, and, and just knowing how they think and, how, and them knowing how we think. And knowing that God is setting them on a purpose with us as a congregation. And that we're, we're benefiting by them joining us. As we said with the rest of the guys that joined us last week as well. I just went, God, thank you for adding people like Martins and Stefani to us. Who have decided that this is going to be their family. That they're going to they're gonna keep short accounts with us and with one another. They're going to deal with sin. They're going to deal with the, the, the little areas in their lives. And, and the character. And they're going to be want. They're gonna, they, they want and they desire to be made more into the image of Jesus. And that's going to come through the family. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna rough, we're gonna, what's it, smooth the rough edges of them as they are gonna smooth the rough edges of us. Isn't that so? That's how it works. As iron sharpens iron, so one brother sharpens another. And I love that. I mean, we, we're gonna have conversations, and I'm sure with each and everyone that are just gonna encourage us, and we're gonna go, Jesus, thank you for adding them to our family, and, and we're better for it. So I want us just to pray for them. Seeing they missed out on. On, on the time last week, they had a previous commitment which they couldn't get out of, which is understandable. These things happen. But it's just such an honor and a privilege to welcome them into the family and be part of us. So we're going to pray. Why don't maybe the community, Hector, you guys, um, where's the rest of the guys? And were you, sorry, the community, your friends, I know. Uh, also, they're, they're in our community as well. A couple of the guys want to come and pray for them. You, Arthur, you come out. You can come out, John, eh, as well, if you want to. You can, you're looking... Anyway, yeah, the guys that know them, 